strong. All right, folks, welcome back to the family-friendly Fort Lauderdale podcast. Excited to have Finn Kaysen, who's joining me today. We're going to be talking about uh, ArtServe in just a moment. This has been a busy week. We've had a week of podcasts. The school's actually quiet this week because we're on break, so that works well for what we're doing with the podcast. And Finn, welcome to the podcast. Excited to talk about ArtServe because, like, wow, you guys are right there and, uh, you know, right in the middle of things, right next to Holiday Park. You've got a lot of activity. And specifically, I wanted to bring you on. I wanted to talk about ArtServe in general, but you guys have the new and improved exhibit that went up at the end of January. Can we start there? Can we talk about what is like going on at ArtServe that you're most excited about? Absolutely. So uh, as you said, our new exhibit is called New and Improved. It's um, Colloquially, we've been calling it our tech show, but it's about how technology interacts with commerce, art, and society. Obviously, we put a little extra emphasis on the art aspect of it. But yeah, it's um, definitely a departure from our typical show that we do over at ArtServe. Um, and it's been very exciting. It's my first solo show as the gallery manager over there. So it's been a lot of fun. That is, first of all, congratulations. I've been to several, uh, I haven't been to this exhibit yet, but I've been to several uh, past exhibits there at ArtServe. Um, one of the things that you guys do really well is, uh, I think, engage and interact with the community. You feel it when you walk into the ArtServe location that that this is the community's art gallery, so to speak, and it feels very accessible and you guys work really hard to engage local artists. Um, what can you tell us a little bit more about this tech show? How is the artwork different? And what were you, I'm particularly curious uh, about your role as the gallery manager and how you think about that and curating the art and making it a great experience for artists and visitor uh, guests alike. Absolutely. So we try to make each show a little different from the past, even if it's similar themes to what we've done before. We are always striving to improve and you know make it bigger and better each time or at least different enough to keep it interesting um this show i think one of the um biggest aspect of it is how many of the pieces were made using digital art programs so things like adobe photoshop or clip studio paint or things like that and actually a lot of the artwork in this show, I'd say the overwhelming majority was provided to us by high school students, uh, specifically from Dillard High School. We did a bit of a partnership with them. We have um, a robot actually on display from the Dillard Robotics team as well. So, you know, really wanna lean into, you know, the children being our future, especially students, and just want to um, give these young artists the like, you know, a platform um, for I'm going to assume all of them. This is their first show in a gallery like this. So that's been very exciting and something that as the curator, I was so happy and excited to do. Um, and it was really, really nice to get all the submissions from the students and working with the teachers and just realizing, wow, there is nothing to cut from this show. These students did an amazing job. All the art is beautiful. Not that I didn't think it would be. I was a student in high school and all my friends were very talented artists, but it was just so, I don't know if refreshing is the word, but 
it was just lovely to see. And I was so excited to receive all these works. That must be the hardest job of being a gallery manager is that some folks aren't going to make the cut. You only have a <laughs> limited amount of room. Um, there is so much happening in the technology space. I could use all the buzzwords. I know them all. I'm not going <laughs> to throw that at you guys, but you know, for what was there anything in this year's, in this most recent exhibit that kind of blew your mind a little bit like, wow, I just, this person or these folks are thinking about technology and art in a way that I hadn't even imagined yet. Yes, we have um, uh, quite a few sculptures uh, in this show, actually, which uh, we accept all mediums of art with all of our shows, but typically we'll have maybe one artist who will bring in uh, one or two three-dimensional pieces and they'll be lovely. And then everything else is 2D and hung on the wall. Um, and for this show, we had uh, not only sculptures, but we had quite a few video art pieces as well. Uh, and I think video, movie, things like that is kind of the newest form of art that I can think of, or maybe video games. Um, and it was really cool to have these on display alongside more traditional like oil paintings and things like that, mediums that have been around for a century. So there's this interesting dichotomy to be seen there. Mm, mm, super interesting. I um, uh, One of the things I love about you guys, you, you know, again, we I mentioned it earlier, but this sort of integration with the community. So you're talking about students that have their work on display. Uh, I think it was in the last quarter that you had, or, or maybe in the fall, the veterans display of art. Um, you, can we talk about ArtServe for a second? So you guys have a lot going on there. There's a library on site. You're right next to Holiday Park. You're sort of right in the hub of things with so much traffic, you know, coming down uh, uh, Sunrise. And uh, you've got a, I don't know if you call it the Performing Arts Center, like a, a there's a theater. Oh, there. An auditorium hall. Auditorium on site. So there's, can you just talk a little bit about sort of the mission, I think, of ArtServe and how you guys think about your role there in the hub of all things and what you're doing with the community? I do like to think of us as a sort of cultural hub. And honestly, there really wouldn't be an ArtServe without the community that we have here. Um, a lot of the building that the I guess the public doesn't really see is rental spaces. We have um, studios where we have resident artists that um, actually are, we have one of them in the show currently, but we have studio spaces where artists are able to create on site. Um, there's lots of office spaces for other um, groups that are within the arts. We have folks like the lesbian thespians, we have funding art Broward. So there's so many people that are just, located within the building and I think that um, there's kind of like a hum about the space because of that it's never quiet or empty unless you're the first person there <laughs> uh, and it's just lovely we've got two museums on site as well there's the Stonewall Museum as well as the World AIDS Museum and as you mentioned we have the Reading Center the building actually used to be um, the location of the main Broward Library, which of course has since moved uh, slightly further southwest. Um, lovely building, by the way, but it's nice that we still have the Reading Center on site as well, get along with all the librarians there. So that's interesting. I didn't I didn't realize that was the location of you said it was the original main library. 
Yes. Red Broward County. Interesting. So uh, actually tomorrow we're going to have Allison Grubbs, who is the director of the library coming on because we're going to talk about their 50th anniversary. little preview for folks who might want to uh, join us for that one as well. Um, yes. You know, you can feel that you called it a hum in the building. And I've been there for a number of events. Uh, my daughter's done uh, Cindy Amboisson has done the improv workshops there. She's my daughter's done a couple of those as well. So there's always something cool going on. I'm also curious, um, you know, about your role. So curating gallery manager, there's a team of folks, maybe you want to shout out some of the folks there too, but that make art serve go not only from your your uh sort of resident artists uh, that you have there and folks using the co-working space but it's really it's sort of a team feel when you come into the building can you share a little bit about that so we're actually a fairly small organization there's only a handful of full-time staffers there and then of course we have our night event staff who do an amazing job of making sure everything looks lovely when we do have our receptions and galas and events and things like that. We are primarily a rental space, so they're kind of our backbone. Um, I work directly under our operations manager, Ryan Heldbridal. She is phenomenal. She is the heartbeat of ArtServe. Uh, it's been lovely learning from her. because She's the one that's been training me in this role. And uh, yeah, I'll be nowhere without my team, of course. I would, I would not have this position, but even if I did somehow chance upon it, it's truly a team effort. Yeah, uh, I think it's important to, to shout out all the folks that contribute. And Ryan is great because she, uh, one of the things I appreciate, she's actually the one who brought connected you and I together. Um, she's out in the community. So she's representing ArtServe, all the different events, and really the different partners that you guys have that come together under the banner of ArtServe. And she does a great job of representing the organization that way. Um, in a moment, Finn, I want to ask you a little bit about your background, if you're willing to share, because I think it's it's kind of interesting. You know, you you went to Fort Lauderdale High School. Um, you have your, your dual degrees. I just think there's an interesting aspect there. And particularly, my question will be about sort of what you see the future like at ArtServe and maybe even your future and how, you know, how that comes together. And uh, it's just always interesting to see sort of people, folks pick their heads up, look at the horizon and share that. But before you answer that question, uh, boy, I'm stacking. This is hard. B bear with me for a second. I'm going <laughs> to, I asked you the question that I won't let you answer so I can ask you another question first. And that is just, you know, we always get uh, a read in from our sponsor. Our sponsor today is Acton Academy Fort Lauderdale. Of course, we're, we the school is the host of the podcast. I'm recording here at the school um, today because it's a learner-led media project. It's sort of part of our, our, our apprenticeship. Our learners contribute to the newsletter that goes out each week. We have 1,250 families here in the Fort Lauderdale area who are just curious, what are all the cool things going on in the greater Fort Lauderdale area? You have a background. You know, what was it like for you growing? You've, you're, you must be seeing a ton, tons of changes here in the area from having been here in high school to now there's all these towers popping up and everything. What do you notice most about the changes in Fort Lauderdale? Um, there's a lot more people here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Traffic. <laughs> yes. yes, traffic too. I was not a driver for a while, actually. I went to school, uh, not out of state, but out of county, that's for sure. So in that four years, um, I, you know, since learned to drive and got my license, then it was like, 
my God, where did all these people come from? <laughs> and, you know, taking the bus is, uh, you know, it, to Fort Lauderdale is a completely different experience to driving through it. So um, I'd say it's, it's, it's really bustling. Yeah, South Florida has just been booming with a lot of folks, I think, recognizing this really unique mix of great weather. Uh, we love Fort Lauderdale. It's like it has the amenities of a bigger city, but with so much going on, but it still has that uh, small, the different communities within the city have this smaller uh, feel that's really great. And educationally, um, what are what are you seeing? Like, it's not that long ago that you were in school yourself. Um, what are you seeing that young people really should be paying attention to because it's coming around the corner for them? You've made that, that you've crossed the bridge, so to speak, <laughs> into your working world. Um, but what, what would you share with them that you think would be relevant for them to think about? Because a lot of the age old advice that we've been giving and getting for decades, it's not so relevant now. It's kind of changing. Yeah, I, uh, I actually have a younger brother that's still in school. I'm the oldest of five. So it's been interesting seeing how college and college applications and things like that kind of change in these subtle ways year by year as you go on. Um, I would say uh, making sure to get your FAFSA all in order because it's changed a lot since I was, um, you know, since 2017, that's the year I graduated high school, um, making sure that you've got clear communication with your parents or guardians or anything like that uh, with regards to your FAFSA, their tax information, all of that stuff I think is very important because from a majority of the colleges in America, I would say that is how you're getting any kind of financial aid package. So that's a big one. And make sure to have fun. Uh, I think that's not advice that's given a lot, but you're going to have a much better experience in school, in college, in work, anything like that, if you make sure that you are just enjoying life and enjoying what you do. So I'd say have fun, join a club, get some friends together, organize make your own club. doesn't have to be anything official, but that is um, my other bit of advice. All right. Get involved with different folks. And that's one of the things I appreciate about your, um, your generation as well is very focused on sort of being authentic, not just following, you know, do A, B and C because that's, you know, you guys are really trying to make that your own path uh, in, in your own unique ways. Uh, let's, let's come back to art serve uh, to wrap up. Uh, What's coming up next? Maybe that's more of a short-term question, but what are you most excited about? And, and if you do pick your eyes up to the horizon, what does that look like for you and for ArtServe? So upcoming, uh, I've actually just completed the next call to artists. So that should be coming around soon. Our next show is all about mental health and mental wellness. So I encourage everyone to apply. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's also the Impact Awards coming up in April, um, I believe April 20th, April 19th. I should have the dates, but I'm not marketing. <laughs> so there's definitely some fun events and exciting opportunities coming up with us at ArtServe. Uh, I'd say for the future, I'm just looking to continue evolving um, what it means to have an exhibition, what those look like within ArtServe and just finding more ways to bolster our community and uplifting as many voices as possible. Well, we are on the on the newsletter list or the distribution list. So we will be sharing as those calls and exhibitions come up, we'll be sharing them through 
our rundown that we do each week. So uh, folks out there can find out what's coming up and they can get over and experience ArtServe for themselves. So Finn, great to spend a little bit of time with you. Appreciate you taking the time to come over and uh, chat with us and, and share a little bit about what you've been doing. And again, new and improved exhibit, which is really like uh, art and technology. That exhibit's open uh, till the end of this month, beginning of March. Is that right? Uh, should be through the end of March. Actually. End of March. So you've got, you've got a little bit of time, but don't let it sit on you too long or you'll <laughs> miss that one. Um, and again, Finn, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been really nice chatting with you. Strong. Strong.